get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Sportsbook coming to you live from Studio C, where the C stands for Game Changing Call. Game Changing Call. I cannot wait to discuss this with my good buddy Zach Stevens. I'm sure we'll be on the same page here. And of course, Henry Chisholm's here as well. The C could, could stand for Chisholm because uh, he's also involved. Or Chiefs um, or Cortland. Just not game changing. That's terrible. Or Call? maybe maybe game Call. changing yes. game changing interception is that what we should be talking about? Might as well at this mm. point. We'll see First what we'll be talking about. Uh, oh, see what we're talking about. Well, once again, we are presented no, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, shout <laughs> out to the people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up there. Well, the Broncos were close once again against the Chiefs. Close, uh, you go. A, a very <laughs> frustrating, frustrating game uh, on a bunch of different levels. Uh, and, and I have to start with where I believe the game changed. Uh, and it was on a abysmal, atrocious, out-of-this-world, bad offensive pass interference called on Cortland Sutton. Would have been a big gain for the Denver Broncos. They're winning the game at that time. Uh, and they call the OPI, the momentum entirely changed. Next thing you know, the Broncos are down 10. Zach, I'll start with you. What do you think of the call? Ticky-tack. There, there's no doubt about that. Let me start off with that. Uh, it, it probably shouldn't have been called, but it was the right call, and I know everyone is going to hate me, but I don't understand how people aren't, seeing this Cortland Sutton extends his arm and that clearly causes the defender to move back a yard it, he was right there in coverage when Cortland extends the arm the defender falls back literally you see him I don't even think it was a flop uh but but just the way that his body was going I mean it's easy for you to fall back that way so I don't understand I I, I get it everyone wants to wants to blame it on just the officials but that was I, I probably wouldn't have called it yes but like it was the call I mean what, what else is pass interference if you push a guy uh and and he gets moved out of the way that it that impacts the play it was unfortunately the right call let me ask you this who initiated the contact Cortland or the defender it doesn't matter who in it there's contact on every single play though and, and so it, it's when you see an extension guy... of an arm which is what we saw and then it impacted the the defensive back if a guy puts his hand on your arm, you're allowed to move your arm to get his hand off of you, which is what he did. No, 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 there was more than that, an extension, though. though. There I mean, was there was an yes, there was an it wasn't just a slap. There, there was an extension, and unfortunately, it caused the guy to be off a yard. I, I understand Broncos fans don't want to see that, but if you just look like pixel by pixel, that's what happens. I I could not disagree more, and I've watched this play. I would say a hundred times at this point. 
the defender initiates the contact with Cortland. He puts his hand on his arm. Cortland does not extend to push him away. He lifts to get the arm off of his arm, which is completely legal. That's hand fighting, classic letter of the law hand fighting. No call, no shot, not even close. And on top of it, it's a massive, massive flaw. Henry, where are you? I think if you're going straight by the rule book, it's right on that borderline. It really is. I mean, the, the biggest thing Cortland has going for him is like RK said, the other guy puts his hand on him first. Cortland kind of swipes it away. You're technically not allowed to swipe guys' hands away. But when it's there, what can you ask him to do? To me, this is the kind of call, like, maybe maybe 20% of the time it gets called. Maybe 33% of the time it gets called. Uh, and when the ref is at the angle he's at, I get, like, from the backside, does it look like it's a straight extension stiff arm? No. But if you look at the angle from the other side, which is where the ref is, it does look like he sticks his arm out, gets him in the shoulder. The guy flops back on top of that. Cortland just so big and strong that it, it looks probably worse than it is. I think if, if Cortland Sutton is, I don't know, Mike Evans, then maybe the, the, the odds drop to 10% of the time it gets called to me. I was surprised it's called. I don't, I don't think that should be called probably. I think it's a tough break that they did, but I, I, I don't know. I can't say, wow, that's the, the worst call of, of this week in the NFL. Um, it was very impactful, though, obviously. Man, uh, well, three different, I guess, three different takes on it. We could probably debate this one for the entire uh, show here, but we won't. But while we're on the subject of res- referees, I just want to tie a bow on, I think, all of the controversial calls, though there were so many that I might forget some here. Um, the last play of the game, this one's the hardest just because I haven't seen a good replay of it. Uh, Jerry Rosberg was beside himself uh, asking for offside on that play. Uh, it looked like someone jumped. I just – you never know with those. A lot of times they just throw that flag and you get the free play. It feels like if there's ever a jump. Um, any strong feelings on that one? Not on that one, but on that same play, you know, Chris Jones grabs Russell Wilson, gets him up in the air, whips him around, and slams him into the ground. That's the one I'm surprised they didn't call. That's that's the big miss to me in this game. And you know why they do it? It's because it's it's just like the TCU game last night, where it's targeting at the very last second, and it, it would totally change the game. Nobody wants that to be a penalty in the NFL. They do it for player safety. But in crucial moments, sometimes things get called differently. To me, though, that Chris Jones roughing the passer was egregious. And I'm not sure if he was offside first. You know, the Broncos screwed up by, you know, Russell wasn't ready for the ball. It doesn't look like two or three of the linemen were ready for the ball to be snapped. And so they just let guys go right by him. It's a mess. The Broncos deserve for a bad thing to happen to them in that situation. But, you know, the Chris Jones should have bailed him out. Just like he bailed, just like he bailed the, the Colts out early in the season when the Colts went and beat the Chiefs. The exact same call, exact same situation. I mean, yeah, to, to me, the, it was it was the roughing. I, I didn't get to see the offsides or not uh, at as they didn't show a replay of it, but it, it was the roughing. It was right there. Like Henry said, you just can't do that to a quarterback. And Russell Wilson probably should get the Patrick Mahomes treatment of you're, you're like a, a big-time quarterback with a big-time name. You should be getting those extra. So uh, that, that should have been an extra 15 yards, automatic first down, and the Broncos have the ball with an opportunity to tie it or win it, but probably tie it and head into overtime. So I just got a, a good view. Someone had it in my mentions of both. The offside is 
it's just one of those ones, right? He jumps forward, then he jumps back. Like I said, a lot of times they call that just for the jump. Um, I think he, there's probably a case there that he got back. Um, I just saw the roughing for the first time. I saw a lot of people uh, tweeting about it. That is, I mean, that's the classic one that they've been calling all year. Uh, you know, point of emphasis. You can't slam the quarterback. It doesn't get any more clear than that. It's exactly what he does is flip him over, use you know, slam him down. Uh, and Russ hasn't gotten those calls at all this year. I don't know if it's just like a, it's like a momentum thing in Madden. Like his momentum is just so bad in terms of just how he's been playing. Like you're just not going to get stuff like that. Um, but that's not the way it should be. You know, they've been calling that just everywhere all season. Um, so the Broncos lose very, very much, uh, felt like they were up against it additionally with the refs, not giving them any help. Um, but let's get into the game a little bit from a football standpoint, um, purely (laughs) between the whistles. Um, what's your biggest takeaway, Zach? I mean, well, it, it's not necessarily takeaway, but since we're talking about game changing, the, the game changing moment of this game was Russell Wilson's interception. It, it yep. was uh, the only really bad play that he had today, which is a credit to him because he's typically had a lot of bad plays in every single game. And this time he only had one. But boy, the read was terrible. The throw was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. I mean, he's throwing it into triple coverage. It's a bad throw there. And the Chiefs had just taken the lead there. And then that gives them the ball in scoring range. They're able to get an easy touchdown off that. That is where the game turned. It was a three-point game when the Broncos had the ball. uh, And right before Russell threw the interception. Then it swings to a 10-point game. And then it just felt at that time that it was going to take a miracle for the Broncos to be able to overcome that. A 10-point lead to the Chiefs in Arrowhead and sure enough that that was it so that was just the tough point and it's unfortunate because Russ was had one of his best games of the year not just statistically but when you just look at he looked like the Russell Wilson and he showed a lot of signs that he could be the old Russell Wilson which is exactly what the Broncos want to see yeah I'm right there with you you know it's it's easy to forget because Russ has played so poorly this season, but those were the moments that you brought Russ here for is fourth quarter. You need to go get points. He's somebody who should be able to do that. You know, he's 15th in career fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history. There's so many stats like that. And when you, when, when you trade for Russell Wilson, you do that because you want him to, to go win those close games for you. There's haven't been too many opportunities this season. And we've been grading him on so many different things before the season, we would have just assumed that he's going to have five, six, seven opportunities to, 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 to make these plays. And he hasn't really done it. You know, the, the, the Seattle game, the first one of the year, a very similar situation to this one. Now they give him the fourth and five, but he, he got to fourth and five in the first place. We see it here. Um, there've been a couple of others and it's, it's disappointing. It's really disappointing. And, you know, there's definitely positives to take away from this game for Russ, mostly because we're comparing him to the the standards of how he's played the rest of the season. But that I agree with Zach is the the most disappointing part is that in that moment, Russell threw that interception. Yeah, man, it, it, it was so tough because it felt like he was playing within himself clean, didn't have the like 
I don't know, for lack of a better term, YOLO throws today um, where it was just like, well, nothing's working. So I'm just going to chuck it up there. And it was, it was first down um, of a new series. It just felt like that's one where you either try to get out of the pocket because he throws it early because it's Carlos Dunlap up against a running back. Right. And he just knows like, this is a very uh, bad matchup for me. So this is going to fall apart eventually. And he just kind of rushes the throw. Uh, And I just felt like that was one where you either scramble out and throw it away um, or, you know, try to make a play or just throw it away straight up. Um, For me though, the biggest takeaway from this game was the coaching. Uh, It felt like there was a marked improvement in coaching this football game. And I think, that my biggest takeaway from that is that it's a huge indictment on George Payton. Um, mm. That that a guy who's never been a head coach for a football game in his life, who wasn't even the first choice to be the interim coach. So <laughs> you're you're we could technically call this your third string coach came in here uh, and coached one of the better games of the season. And not only that, but I also think that your third string offensive coordinator called the best game that we've seen since week one. Uh, It felt like Justin Alton had like a really good feel for the game and what he was calling and he was setting things up and drawing stuff up. And it was like, wow, this looks like a real head coach and a real offensive coordinator. And I, I hate to, to take that into a negative light because it was actually really refreshing to see, but man, I think it's a bad look for the people in charge that third string uh, coach and third string offensive coordinator put together maybe your best your most well coached game of the season good that job just... claps for jerry rossberg and jerry outen as they called mm, him yeah. uh, on the cbs broadcast which if we want to talk about things being off i mean officiating maybe being off but the the broadcast was having a tough day as well today back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. just yeah just brutal broadcasts yeah yeah seriously really brutal but i, I want i want to dive into what you were talking about ryan with, with the coaching because that was the biggest takeaway here when you see the team compete against the chiefs in arrowhead that's something that you just can't ignore when there's so many changes but first i gotta tell you about our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook where you bet five dollars on any nfl team to win or any college team to win their bowl game, you get $150 in free bets if that team wins. Could have put the money on the Chiefs today. Looked like it was supposed to be a lock before the game started, and the Broncos would have had you sweating a little bit. You can also place that money on the afternoon games. You can place on the night games, bowl games all day tomorrow. So make sure to stay tuned to DraftKings Sportsbook, where, mm-hmm. man, the action is always going over there. This may be the best three-day stretch of football that we're going to have this year with Saturday, the college playoff games, today, NFL, and then tomorrow, not just college bowl games all day long, but then you have the Bills and Bengals on Monday night. Make sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in free bets over there. So check them out and use that code DNVR and make sure to see our show notes for details. They gave me a lot of money today. I hit uh, I hit my 10-leg SGP. Pretty good. Latavius nah. 40 rushing yards. Four, Latavius Damn. four receiving yards. Russ for 170 passing. Court for 40 receiving. Kelsey under hundred. Mahomes under 350. Chiefs four less touchdowns. Broncos to score 10. Broncos plus 22 and a half. Uh, over 35 and a half in the game. 
Woo! 16 to 1 odds. I'm Let's pretty go. Good yep, job. There you go. Yep. I'm hyped. Uh, also, Breckenridge Brewery. I think uh, a, a good way to kind of unwind from that Broncos game. It's crazy. It seemed like everybody on Twitter was emotionally invested in the Broncos again, which is rare. We haven't seen that in a very long time. But again, you get that stress built up. What better way to relieve it than with a couple of Breck brews? Uh, you can use their beer locator on their website. It'll tell you exactly where to go to pick up whatever beer you want to try, whether it's the Strawberry Sky. The Nuggets play the, the Celtics tonight. Might be a finals preview. At least we can hope it's a finals preview. Maybe a, a Mile High City Copper Lager. Maybe a Vanilla Porter Jr. Um, so much good stuff. And if you go over to breckbrew.com, like I said, you can use the beer locator, see where you can pick up any of these beers. They're in more than 30 states now. So wherever you are, it's worth checking out. Also check us out at DNVR. Uh, come by, hang out at the bar, watch, you know, the Nuggets, the Avs. We've got one more Broncos game that you can come by uh, and watch. You can come check out the tailgate, uh, all sorts of different great things going on at DNVR. So check us out uh, and become a diehard because we, I haven't talked about it at all during the show, but uh, are in the middle of a coaching search right now. The Broncos are in the middle of a coaching search, and you can get all sorts of content, everything you need to know about that coaching search over at thednvr.com when you're a diehard uh, on top of all sorts of other stuff. And you can even get some a lot of that content just by going to thednvr.com because most of our content is unlocked now that we may have some stuff behind the paywall during this coaching search. So check it out. Go to thednvr.com and get signed up. And uh, there's a lot of people tuning in right now. We appreciate a lot of people loving my takes, which I appreciate. A lot of nice people in the comment section uh, giving me uh, a lot of kind words. And so make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe because, as Ryan said, we're in the middle of a coaching search, too. That's the time that you absolutely want to be dialed in to know what's going on. So hit us with the thumbs up five-star review if you're tuning in on the podcast side of things. Mm -hmm. All right, Zach, you were starting to talk about something. Yeah, it was it was the coaching, Ryan. I mean, that that's that's the biggest difference in this game. When you look at it, the Broncos, it's not like they got players back, a ton of players back for this game. In fact, Randy Gregory goes on IR before this game. You have Baron Browning not played this game. The Broncos were still without a lot of pieces. 21 guys now on IR. The biggest change was Nathaniel Hackett no longer here. Jerry Rosberg, who was firing everyone up last week. I mean, he just killed every single press conference in the meetings. Jerry Rosberg also had the players' attention. This was such an easy game for the Broncos to just back down uh, and, and lose by definitely not cover the spread, uh, lose by 20, 30, 40 points, and they didn't. They uh, kept it close in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. It was an incredibly well-coached game, in my opinion. The, the Broncos did not get flagged uh, much at all and game management was in line. And then also Justin Outen calling a great game. I mean, creativity. We saw things in this game that we just have not seen. And what did we want to see the most from Russell Wilson? We wanted to see him run and look like himself. And boy, did he run two rushing touchdowns on the day. And not only that, but Russell Wilson's threat of running to the outside on the read options really opened up the middle for Latavius Murray to have a couple of big runs as well. Uh, credit to Justin Outen for a guy that's got so much crap this year. And understandably so. The, the Broncos have had the worst offense, and he's the offensive coordinator coordinator so understandable but when he gets to call the plays today i thought he did a mighty fine job yeah he did he did well um at the same time i can't 
just say like heaping praise. You know, it's a. I think Brian was saying like the, the third choice is head coach. It's a bad look. I mean, they lost the game. Like you, you can only go so far. Like if Ijiro Evero is is the head coach, do they win the game? Like it's possible. Like they were right there, which I guess props to them. I agree. Well coached. The offense was moving well. Um, ah, how, how how far can we go here though? Right. I mean. They, they lost the football game. Like there, there were penalties that they were getting that were giving him first downs. You know, the, the one on the fourth down, you know, that, that easily could have been a, a two score loss or more if they don't get the call on the sack that extends the drive where they go down. Was that, I think that was a touchdown drive. So yes, well-coached game. I think they, they outperformed just about everybody's expectations, obviously a lot better than last week um, when they gave up 51 points, but I don't know. It's it's what happens. New coach game. You kept a game close. Every game is close in the NFL. Seventy percent of games come down to one score. Wait, but Henry, I'm Good confused. Game. Are you giving them credit or not? You kind of said both <laughs> yeah. things in that answer. Oh no, you're, like you're, you're I'll give me on a roller coaster here. I'll give them credit. I'm not. I'm not saying this is a great coaching staff or that it's a bad look for the front office that Jerry Rosberg was their their third choice or that that the Justin Outen's offense looked that much better than than the offense we've seen at points from. Clint Kubiak. And again, last week was bad. There have been some, some decent performances there as well. So if, if this is what they were doing every game all season, sure. But it's the inconsistency that's kind of been the issue. Wait, so from, from you two really quick, what was this a moral victory for the Broncos? No. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think those are out there. Um, but especially when none of the like none of the people involved other than Russell Wilson are going to be uh, that we've talked about really and focused on here are going to be a part of it next year. Like Jerry Rosberg, isn't going to be the coach. Uh, Justin Allen isn't going to be the OC. It might've been a, a uh, moral victory for Justin Allen because that's probably, that might help him uh, secure his next job. Uh, but I, 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 I agree, Henry. Um, you're right. They did lose the game. I guess in my heart, I don't think they lost the game because of it, their own doing. Um, I think that they lost the game because of a, a third party so it's for me I guess I'm giving them more credit because I felt like they got jobbed out of what could have been the biggest win for the Broncos in I don't know a couple years now so that's where I'm giving them a lot of credit that doesn't necessarily mean that they would have won had the calls gone their way it just means that they they would have had a better shot Um, and I, I just felt like the competency was very clear and obvious and that that I have to give them credit for Man, this is definitely a moral victory for the Broncos. Not, not, I'm not just talking about the coaching staff because you're right, Ryan. I mean, most of these guys probably won't be here next year. I'm talking about this is huge for the players. That They've lost 15 straight games to the Chiefs. They got the doors blown off them in the first half of the last time they played the Chiefs. Then were able to fight back, show that they could play with them. But then being able to compete with the Chiefs when you're 4-11 and in Arrowhead, the Chiefs have a ton to play for. The first seed is on the line, and it comes down to what you can call and, and probably the players are feeling to an extent that that uh, the officials lost them this game. They now know and feel that they can play with the Chiefs because they were competitive in two games against the Chiefs this year. I do think this is momentum going into next year, and then you can tell yourself uh, with Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh uh, as a coach, then, then they can definitely play against the Chiefs. So I, I do think that this was a, a moral victory for the Broncos and I think now 
they're feeling better uh, about themselves than they were a week ago after getting just absolutely blown away by the Rams. So no one gave them a chance. We didn't give them a chance to win this game. I don't think any of us had them covering the spread or right around the 14 point spread. And they almost beat the chiefs. So I do think this was a moral victory and, and, and I'm, way more positive about where the Broncos are now than I was four hours ago. I think the biggest thing you can say is that like this game went the exact way that you expected it to go before the season started. You know, if, if you were to say, Oh, they're going to play a tight game. They don't quite pull it out in the end when they go play the chiefs at Arrowhead in December, you'd be like, yeah, that those are, those are the 10 win Broncos. Like this is, this is the close loss you expect in a game like this. And the fact that they, they did what you'd expect them to do before the season, instead of doing what we expected them to do three or four days ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a, it was a good result for the Broncos. It was a good result for the Broncos. Um, again, I just, you know, it's, it's a loss. A lot of games are close. I, I don't look at what they did and say, Oh, look at that offense. That's that's going to be enough for them to win 10 games next year. Oh, look at that defense. That's enough for them to win 10 games next year. There's just so many holes and like Zach said, like this team is just going to look so much different next year that what do you take away from it? I don't know. Maybe you have to feel better about Russell, I think, after this game. The defense made a player too. I it was a better result than I expected to the, to the point of a moral victory. I'll call him. I'll give him the moral victory. Why not? All right. I'm still sticking with no, I, I just don't, I don't think you, you get a moral victory. It's not as if they haven't been close to the Chiefs before. And I guess that's the yeah. main reason why I come back to that is like, it's not as if they just get their doors blown off every time they have gotten their doors blown off a couple times, but it feels like at least once a season, they've given the Chiefs a run of their money. Um, the defense did do what I did not think they would do, which was get the stop uh, to get the ball back in the offense's hands with that drive with four minutes left. So it's them for that. Um, a, a couple things here that I just have in my notes that I wanted to touch on. Um, one, Patrick Mahomes did not target Patrick Sertan once today. Unless it happened on the last play, I actually wasn't able to see if, Pat was the primary target on that last first down that they got. Um, but other than that, not a throw at Pat Sertan. Pretty impressive. Pretty big feather in the cap for number two. Absolutely. And that that's Pat Mahomes giving him all of the respect right there. And Andy Reid as well. So you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes giving Pat Sertan that respect. And he did intercept Pat Mahomes the last time they played. Justin Simmons got him today in the end zone. That was a huge play, a game-changing play, a game-saving play uh, in the moment at least. And then how about Josie Jewell, who got two interceptions off Mahomes last time, almost comes up with another big interception on him, still comes up with a big pass breakup on third down, and that was such a good play. When you see the wide view from Josie on that, he was just in a zone, and he did a great job reading where Patrick Mahomes was going to throw the ball, dropped back, didn't even know that Travis Travis Kelsey was right there, but just played Patrick Mahomes' eyes so well. Uh, that, that was a huge play right there. And you just love to see Josie continuing to take steps to be to change from just like a, a good, very solid inside linebacker to uh, maybe he's able to, to become a, a playmaker at that inside linebacker position. Obviously, we still need to see more from him there, but I, I think we've seen some really encouraging signs from him. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, one other thing, 
I felt like Justin Simmons, maybe his best game of the season today, felt like that was the whole Justin Simmons package. You got the sweet pick, um, the big hit on Travis Kelsey. I felt like, I don't know, we've been, I guess it's been a little bit of a roller coaster this year with Justin because there's been some really high highs, uh, including, you know, multi-interception, two multi-interception games, at least one. Um, But I just felt like today there was no, like, that was the Justin. I felt like that was the Justin Simmons you signed up for. Henry, I feel like you, I'm, I'm missing a play that you're about to reference. Yeah, I I thought that was a pretty weak game. I mean, you have the interception which bailed out the first one, but that came what three plays after the the 38 yard catch he he gave up to Kadarius Tony down the sideline. Um, well, there's another ba- uh, missed call, especially if we're going ticky tack on the OPIs. Really, I didn't see anything on that one. Yeah, he he kind of he gave him the the, the flyby move. Huh, interesting. But again, like Nick extend his arm though, did he? He extended he both arms. Did not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said though, that's a that's a just like in London where he makes that great pick at the the goal line. It's only because he he screwed up a couple times on that drive that they were even down there though. You know, even later in the game after that, Tony beat Justin Simmons deep again. So I. I I don't know. I I didn't think it was a great game from Justin. Uh, And then we talked about Russ, but just to kind of tie a bow on him, uh, love the design runs for him today, especially because it tells me that the coaching staff wasn't like scared of that. And I felt like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something they would have talked about with him going into the game. Hey, are you cool with us adding this kind of stuff? That's something we're going to need to see next year. Uh, The report comes out this morning that, you know, he's going to whatever, some, you know, classic, phrase like he's going to leave no stone unturned trying to figure out what went wrong this season and you know maybe it's getting in better physical shape coming in um different weight regiment whatever but I did just like to see like a willingness and an ability to take off and run I thought he actually looked pretty quick on the uh the first touchdown run there uh you know coming around the corner great play design uh, and in the end, Russell Wilson is our DraftKings king of the game uh, hey. for his three three total touchdowns. It is unfortunate. We, we kind of, you know, it's one of those weird games because we looked through it. There's no standout stat lines really from anyone um, except for Russell Wilson was three touchdowns, which is obviously uh, even a little bit more than the Broncos average per game. Um more than one additional touchdown in the Broncos average game. So good job for Russell Wilson, king of the game from DraftKings. Uh, shout out to DraftKings and shout out to Russell. And on top of that, we were able to see Russell Wilson run effectively 27 yards, four times he ran uh, in two touchdowns while not getting hit. Uh, and, and a lot of people thought after the last time they played the Chiefs, when he took that big hit, it's like, well, do you want him to run or not? Do you want him to get hurt and run or not run and stay healthy? And it you, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can have both of those things. And Russell Wilson throughout his career does a great job of running, moving around and not getting hit big. And I'm talking about outside of the pocket. Of course, he got drilled a couple of times in the pocket. He can't fully control all of those. But when he took off, he did a great job protecting himself when he ran for both touchdowns, he did a great job. I don't think was touched on either of them. And that's the Russell Wilson that we need to see moving forward. Uh, certainly, you want to see that next week to get some momentum building for, for the following year. But it's really encouraging to see. Yeah, it's, it is a bad sign when your king of the game throws 
I guess not necessarily the game losing interception, but pretty close to it. Uh, there's just nobody else who deserved it more. So I, I like game grades wise to me, Russell Wilson, that's like a, a B B, B, B yeah. plus maybe, but, but a B and, and I agree. I mean, that was probably your King of the game unless you go Sertan, but I don't think you can. Yeah. But, it would have been fun to do Sertan. Yeah. Zero targets. Exactly. But uh, Henry, I, I feel like you're, just losing sight of where this team is right now. They're oh, now totally. a four and 12 team with the worst offense mm-hmm. in the NFL, a B performance from a quarterback who has statistically been the worst in the NFL. One of the uh, worst in the NFL. This year. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you'll take, I'll certainly take a B oh, right definitely. now. And you know what? If you were to tell me that Russell Wilson was going to be a B quarterback next year, I'd sign up for that right now just because of oh, where yeah. we're at now before this season, I probably wouldn't have taken it. I would have said, no, he needs to be an a quarterback. I'm going to pass that B and take the risk. And right now that risk wouldn't have paid off. It would have been a really bad gamble. But if Russ is this quarterback next year, I mean, you don't love it, especially with the contract. It certainly would still be disappointing and underwhelming, but to where they are right now, uh, you'll take it. Now the interception was obviously, not just a bad play, but it was a really bad timing. But Patrick Mahomes today also had a really bad interception, throwing it in the end zone. He had three total touchdowns. So, I mean, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes each had, well, I guess Russ technically had two turnovers because of the strip sack there. But that one's, I mean, it was a blindside hit on him. That one, the ball could have been moving forward. That was also a really close play there. Uh, But they both had three touchdowns total touchdowns and one interception. And I think Mahomes had a pretty good game. Now, of course, Mahomes also had over a hundred more passing yards. And that's the thing on four more attempts, but yeah, I totally agree. Like by his standards, this is a great game for Russell Wilson. Just in general though, when a B is your best player in the game, your, your King of the game, that's just not a good thing. Well, I assume Pat's or will end up having like an A plus grade. That's true. Uh, But either way, I I get your point that you want like a big, if there was one person today who stood out and was just amazing, the Broncos maybe win the game. Um, and you know, so I, I get your point on that. Oh, I just had one more thing. Oh, on the fumble, no fumble thing. I think there was something that was very badly missed by the broadcast and by Gene Steratore when they brought him into the booth. And there, there wasn't, there was only one time where they showed an angle that maybe ha- I could have been wrong on this, but I think what they never talked about was his arm was absolutely moving forward. I'm pretty sure the ball tra- traveled backwards. And so that's why it was a fumble. And and I think they just completely missed that on the broadcast. Interesting. I mean, that definitely could be to me though. Like, again, I'm not, I, I just don't think you can ever blame the refs for a loss, but again, like that's a play where that call stood. So they call it a fumble on the field. It's that's a fumble. If they, if they hadn't called it a fumble, it wouldn't have been a fumble two, three, I think it was four plays later. They no, it was less than that. They throw the deep ball up the sideline that again is, is reviewed. And once again, the call stands. So because, because they called it a catch on the field, instead of calling it incompletion, that's just what they roll with. That's what stands means. And they missed the field goal. So that one didn't bite you, but those are just a couple more tough breaks. You know, the ball didn't bounce the Broncos way. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of crazy because you just imagine losing to the Chiefs in a much different way uh, where, you know, they pull some magic out or they're just yeah. coming on offense. And it just wasn't any of that stuff. Today. Uh, and I think that's where 
most of the Broncos fans' frustration is, is, hey, you know, we were right there with them. We were able to hold Mahomes, you know, in check at least. He didn't go mm-hmm. off by any stretch of the mind. Um, they were able to make a bunch of good plays and then uh, a, you know, a couple bad breaks, as you call them, I'll call them bad calls, uh, end up feeling like they get in the way and, and make the difference. Pretty incredible. Holding the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in check is still three touchdowns, 70% completion, 328 passing yards. That's uh, And I guess that just shows the difference between these two teams right now. Yeah, and he's the best quarterback in the NFL. So yeah. that's a that's a pretty average game. It, it just didn't feel yeah. – he didn't have his best. He certainly didn't have his best. It didn't feel like he was carving them at, at all, in my opinion. I think the pass rating is like the ninth best out of 16 games this season. Just almost a straight average game for Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, that is just wild. And in one week, guys, the Broncos will be playing their final game of the season. Can you believe it? It feels like the season has flown by in one sense, and in another sense, it feels like it has been extremely Mm -hmm. long. But if you want to go to this game, maybe the Chargers are playing for something. Maybe the Broncos can get their first win in the AFC West and make sure that they don't lose every single game in the AFC West. You can check out our friends over at Game Time. Click the link in our description. It's right there in YouTube at the bottom of the YouTube page and also right underneath in our podcast side. You click on that link. It'll take you right to the Broncos Chargers game. And then if you also want to go to Nuggets or Avs games, make sure to click our link as well. You'll be able to find tickets from there. And the interface on game time is just so, so nice. Look, $25 to get in the door next week. You can also check out the flash deals to get you even better seats at great deals. And if you wait, the prices will probably only continue to drop. So make sure to check out our friends over at Game Time and click that link in our description. Yep. And uh, go over to FOCO, too, if you need something to, to wear to the game. You know, they have those the big blanket clothing items. I'm not really sure what those are called, but but those are perfect for a game. I think that's it. I think that's how they list them. Yeah. Big blanket clothing item. Yeah, big blanket clothing item. Um, but yeah, they have those. They also have like Hawaiian shirts and stuff that probably won't be what you want to wear this week. But seriously, almost anything that you have that is in your house, yeah, like you can see right there. There's the Christmas ornaments, Hawaiian shirts, whatever that that the, those two women are wearing. I'm not sure what either of those are. Uh, that's like a pops. that's a nice little PJ set. Are those PJs? Huh. I, that's like a onesie though, isn't it? Um, more Christmas ornaments, candy canes, slippers. I think those might be Crocs. Yeah, they've got they've got Crocs mm. and sweatpants. Um, see, it, there's just almost everything that you could think of, but with the Broncos logo on it. So uh, go to Foco, use the code DMBR. It's 10% off all non-sale items. That is a, lo- a Lego version of Empower Field. Everything yep. is there. 10% <laughs> off with code DMVR at Foco.com. Just use the link um, below his YouTube video in the podcast description. And you can go straight there. All right. Uh, I know we have a couple questions here, so let's jump into those. Also, just to give you uh, guys an idea, uh, tomorrow on the show, first of all, we'll be back in studio, which will be nice. Um, But second of all, uh, that is when we'll get into all of the head coaching news that came out over this weekend. So we'll touch on that, obviously, if it comes up in questions. But just so you know, full show tomorrow. Uh, dedicated to a lot of the stuff that came out uh, over this weekend and some very interesting things did. So I look Mm -hmm. forward to that. Absolutely. Let's get to our super chats here. Uh, First one comes from Mike who says rigged 
Stop acting as if it isn't. I got to be honest, guys. This is a a common sentiment right now uh, on the internet that that game was rigged to make sure that the Denver Broncos would not win it. I, I just can't allow myself to get there just because if I feel like once you've actually felt that, uh, then just like sports are ruined for you. Um, so I won't go that far, but I, it's, I've seen it a lot. The, the thing about it being rigged that the NFL doesn't benefit from the chiefs winning or losing today. The chiefs are making the playoffs. It doesn't matter if the chiefs host a home playoff game or the bills host the AFC uh, 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 championship game in terms of like ratings and stuff. So I no, I mean, if if you give me five minutes, I can come up with a conspiracy as to why they would benefit. I mean, this wasn't a win, uh, a win or go home game for the chiefs. It's not like anything was on the line in terms of them playing in January and February. So no, this, uh, you know, I understand fans are really upset and clearly fans are upset from, uh, from what's being said in the comment section about me uh, defending or not defending, but saying that uh, I understand where the PI came from, but there's just no reason that this was rigged for the Chiefs. No, if 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 they're giving the Chiefs wins, why would that be? Oh, so they can get the number one seed and have a bye and be on TV less? Hmm. I don't know if that's exactly what you want. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't know. I I don't believe the NFL rigs games. I just don't, and so I just don't think they rig this game because I don't think the NFL rigs games. So there you go. It's just yeah. It's hard to understand why. Like just isolate him on the last play. That that uh, roughing the passer has been called mm-hmm. everywhere all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to understand why they wouldn't call it on that play. Uh, that doesn't mean it's rigged. I think that oftentimes that um, teams such as the Chiefs get the benefit of the doubt from the referees. I don't know if that means it's rigged. I just think it's like a built-in bias. Uh, and I don't even know if I go that far. I think more likely like refs just swallow their whistles on fourth downs and fourth quarters when there's like a very clear result of the play. You know, I, I don't think it's rigged. I think the refs in general just don't want to be making calls that extend games in that situation on the, the roughing the passer situation. And so I don't, I don't think that's rigged. I think that's refs stay out of it late. Fair enough. All right, next one. Uh, Kyle Garcia says, the more and more this game goes on, the more and more comfortable I became with Hackett being fired. Uh, it feels like certain things are making sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bummer. Um, I hate that for, for Nathaniel Hackett. I wish he would have done a better job because he's a cool dude and a very nice guy. Um, but I felt the same way. I was just like, man, this team looks really like looks really well coached this week. I think that, and that's a tough look for Nathaniel Hackett. And I think what we need to to keep in mind, though, is typically, and just look at the Colts, typically teams do get a boost when they get a new head coach in mm-hmm. that very first mm-hmm. week. Let's see how the Broncos respond next week, because I think everyone from players to coaches was kind of put on notice this week. Okay, look, they're willing to fire the head coach of the team midseason, so you better be on your P's and Q's this week, and, and, and I think everyone was. Now let's see, after it's settled in for a week, how they come out next week, and if they come out next week and put up 12 points on offense and lose by 10 points to the Chargers, who may not be playing for anything at that point then it's going to be like 
okay, well, they just got the the head coach boost, yeah. the new head coach boost. If they come out next week and look good again, then sure, you will be able to point and say, man, really tough look for Nathaniel Hackett. And that's that's the biggest thing to me is like, if, at least when I say they looked better coach today, what I mean is they tried hard and th- th- there were a lot of high effort plays and nobody quit when when things were tough and you know maybe maybe there were fewer penalties i might i might attribute that to looking a little bit more well coached in that way but i mean there were a couple penalties still and and not including the the weird calls we've already spent a lot of time on but i think that a lot of those things if you're attributing them to coaching it's more of like a season long Look! Look at how we've developed all this, and you're you're blocking better and doing those sorts of things. I think a lot of the things that we point out, saying they looked well coached today, are just oh, it's a new coach. It's almost a fresh start in a way. Everybody plays hard, and and that's just what happens when you fire a coach and, and move on to the next next coach. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly something to be said for that. I think mm-hmm. a perfect example would be like the TCU Michigan game last night. TCU played harder than Michigan. It, it was just like so clear. Uh, from the start of what the game, now obviously, game. oh, incredible! Now Michigan obviously turned on the Jets uh, once they got kind of punched in the mouth, and, and credit honestly to uh, everyone involved for that. But from the start of the game, it was like, oh my God, TCU is desperate to get to every ball, to make every tackle, to make every play, to get to the sticks, uh, and so those types of things, just even internal motivations that are up in a game like today, where you're playing for a new guy, you know, I think definitely makes a difference um and we will see next week the broncos absolutely have something to play for next week and it is not being swept by the entire afc west um that is a tough one that is a tough one to swallow uh if you go oh and six in the division during a season um not not just any season but a season in which you had high expectations so uh the chargers might not have anything to play for the Denver Broncos absolutely have something to play for next week. Yeah. And to talk about just another thing that would make this season just that much worse going oh for six in the division, including to two losses to the Raiders who are uh, about as dysfunctional as any team in the NFL right now. Yeah, that that's dangerous. And I did think of one more thing with that last comment. I do agree that you watch that game and say, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett's gone sure yeah that's a good thing I think the further removed we get from that decision the better it feels like it was an obvious decision I think but it was the right decision um but yeah I mean it's a big game next week in its own sort of way it's not the big game I think any of us wanted before the season though you know the a, a game to make the playoffs is a lot different than a game to avoid being swept <laughs> it's it's a bad season it, it is what it is. You just hope they don't roll over and lose. And who knows, maybe they can have some momentum going into the off season. Yeah. And uh, I must say this season could not end soon enough. And I, I also disagree with Zach saying it, it feels like it flew by. Mm, felt like every second was nailed on a chalkboard for me. Um, but it, it, it'll be good. It'll be good for the Broncos to get a fresh start. And I think, um, this final comment here uh, is a good way for us to end the show and segue into this week uh, from JD. Does this game make it more likely that Harbaugh or Peyton accept the job? That would be a moral victory. If we are more attractive to coaches, 
I don't know if it necessarily helps in that regard, um, but I think it certainly didn't hurt. You know, last week it was like, oh, my God, like who would want to come coach this mess? This week it's kind of like, huh, maybe a coach could get them over the hump. At least that's how I felt. Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton, or Sean Payton, I should say, are not accepting this job based off of one game. Uh, and no. they're, they're they're too smart. Uh, this is a much bigger decision than just one game. So, J.D., I understand where you're coming from, but no. The, the last week wouldn't have made them not take the job, and this week, especially in a loss, wouldn't make them uh, jump and come to Denver for this job. I do think it helps the case, though. I disagree a little bit. I do think it helps the case. I mean, again, before this week, most of the power rankings had the Broncos as the 32nd best team in the NFL. 32 or 32. And where Nobody are they going to be coach- after? Where are they going to be after this? 31? I mean, yeah, like 30, it's, it's, well, I it's think not changing it that yeah. much at all. It's not massive, but when you're looked at as the the worst team in the NFL, and you still show that you can compete with the best team in the NFL, I. I I think that if they had turned around and lost this game by the same margin as last week, then yeah, it would be really tough to land one of the big head coaches because the Broncos, they're still a joke, but they're not quite as much of a joke after they gave the Chiefs a little bit of a scare. It's an interesting conversation. Uh, I think what I end up settling on is the coach that accepts this job is accepting it because of money. And the Broncos ownership are going to make sure they do whatever they have to do uh, to make someone very attractive accept this job because of money. And then hopefully with their help, they can get the football team back to a respectable position. It's going to be a hundred million reasons why someone accepts this job. And it's only going to take them four or five years to make those hundred million dollars. I was going to say, yeah, it could even be North of that. Um, It's going to be interesting. Hopefully the Broncos can lure someone in to come and save this mess. And hopefully they'll be able to end this atrocious streak against the Kansas City Chiefs as soon as possible. That is something we will be discussing, not the Chiefs, but the head coaching search all week long. Uh, So appreciate you guys for tuning in with us today. uh, And appreciate you two for being on the show. Appreciate you, Zach, for always being you, despite the comments getting all riled up. Appreciate everyone in the comments who keeps it civil. Uh, and respectful hit us with a thumbs up on your way out subscribe to the channel uh you can sign up for alerts as well we will be back tomorrow talking coaching search we'll see you guys later
take you back one last time.